0: Welcome to the podcast Meet Sandvik Employees Stories. In this podcast, you get to meet one of our many talented employees at Sandvik. My name is Martin Blomgren. I'm the Press Relations Manager here at Sandvik. And I usually say that I have invited a special guest to the podcast. This time it's for sure true. It is one of our newest members of the Sandvik family, our new president and CEO, Stefan Viding. Welcome to Sandvik and welcome to the podcast, Stefan.
1: Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Uh, it's been uh, an exciting couple of months since the announcement, and uh, plenty of things to do. Uh, now I'm happy to be here and finally being able to uh, spend all my time and effort on on Sandvik in this job. Sounds good. And Stefan, you are joining us from
0: another Swedish company, Asabloy, uh, which is a giant within locks and door opening solutions. Um, and but before before we go into questions around yourself and at Sandvik, which we for sure will, please give a short introduction to what
1: you did at uh, Asabloy. Sure, um, Asabloy is a company that's organized very similar to the way Sandvik is now after the decentralization uh, journey that that Björn implemented. Uh, so it consists of a number of divisions that are then divided into business areas, and. As Abloy and Sandvik calls these, uh, they have flipped the nomenclature around, so to say, so it can become a bit confusing sometimes. But uh, uh, I was leading one of these uh, divisions, uh, a global division called um, HID. It's a division based in Austin, Texas, uh, that in turn is divided into six business areas. Uh, All of them uh, focus on a little bit different things, but everything revolves around technology products within access solutions and identity and identity management. Um, So, um, yeah, that was really my background. Uh, And how many years did you uh, work for Asabloy? I was at Asabloy for 14 years, um, nine of those in uh, Sweden uh, and then the remaining time then in, in Austin. And before that, I know that you worked at Saab, but uh, there are many Saabs, so which Saab was it? Yeah, I, I worked for Saab for five years before I joined as Abloy, and this was the, the aerospace and defense company Saab, not the automobile company. Uh, and I joined uh, Saab basically directly out of university, um, and I joined through a trainee program or a graduate program that is... Fairly similar to the one that we have running now at Sandvik. Okay. Was that a good start to the
0: to the work life? You think?
1: I I think it was a good start uh, because you get a very good introduction to the company. Uh, you get to try different things, so um, uh, you can sort of find the areas where you really feel that this is something I want to continue doing in in the in the next step in my career. Mm-hmm. Uh, and before, uh, before university and before work like where? Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, you as a kid, or where you, did you grow up? I grew up in a city called Uppsala, which is 80 kilometers north of Stockholm. Uh, and if you're not from Sweden, you might have heard about Uppsala and, uh, in the context of that it's one of Scandinavia's oldest, if not the oldest, university uh, city. Uh, so a lot of things in, in Uppsala revolves around the university. And uh, um, I think I became probably a bit tired of that uh, when I grew up there. So that's why I decided to, uh, uh, to leave Uppsala when I, when I started, uh, went to university. Uh, so I went uh, instead to a city called Linköping, which is uh, about 200 kilometers southwest of Stockholm. Uh, and there I went to the Institute of Technology uh, studied for a Master of Science in Applied Physics and Electrical Engineering, uh, which in Swedish uh, would be a uh, building, uh, And then I also had a bachelor's degree in, in business administration. Mm.
0: And Saab, uh, Saab is, uh, aerospace is huge in Linköping, so I guess that's where your uh, roads crossed. Or?
1: Yeah, you could almost say that Saab is to Linköping what Sandvik is to Sandviken. Uh, m- maybe not exactly you know, that big of a part, but it's, it's very similar. Good. And as uh, as a
0: Swede, I I guess uh, that you had some idea at least about what Sandvik was doing before you entered the recruitment process for this uh, position that you have now. Uh, But I'm I'm interested in hearing a bit more about how much did you knew and what was your uh, impression about Sandvik?
1: Yeah. No, for sure I knew about Sandvik, uh, but I quickly realized maybe not so much uh, if I now think what I learned just in the last couple of months. For me, my first impression of Sandvik uh, when, when I thought about it before uh, uh, I got into this process was uh, I thought about steel. Yeah, you're not uh, alone. Uh, no, and I think I, I knew about Coromant, Sandvik yeah. Coromant, and I knew that there was a mining business, but only at a very high level. Mm. Uh, now, uh, of course, I've learned much more how it's, I mean, it's a really exciting uh, global company with great technology and strong markets positions and so on. So um, I think we have uh, maybe some work to do here. I think I'm not the only one that would think about Sandvik in this way. Uh, and I think to most people that are not active in industries where Sandvik is active, uh, you would not really know uh, all, all of these great things that we have in the company. I agree.
0: Uh, You've you just started as CEO, so it's it's early days, of course. But yeah, you have been able to meet some of your new colleagues ahead of the start at Sandvik, and you have started the learning process uh, gradually, I guess. Uh, has your impression changed in any way during this period?
1: Yeah, it has, and as I mentioned, you know, just on the previous question, I, I, I in the last couple of months, I've learned much more uh, what what kind of company Sandvik is, uh, and I did have. I had the opportunity to cheat a little bit and and, uh, take some time off from my previous job and and meet some people also um, at Sandvik here in Sweden, uh, both in Stockholm and and in Sandviken. And um, the the positive impression has just been strengthened throughout this uh, process. Uh, So many competent, dedicated people, uh, good technology, good market positions and so on. So... Uh, really positive uh, impression uh, and it's only growing on me so to say. Good, let's hope it stays that way. I'm sure it will. Uh,
0: and speaking about technology, you, you of course have a strong technology background uh, uh, considering your, your former position that you uh, bring to the table here at Sandvik. What, uh, can you elaborate a bit about your thoughts around what we need to develop and to stay on top of when it comes to digitalization
1: and technology? Yeah. First of all, I think we have to remember where we come from. Uh, I mean we have over 100 years of, of technology leadership uh, in our core businesses. Uh, and first of all, we need to continue uh, staying in the lead in those core businesses, whether it is uh, material technology, you know, new coatings or, or new ways to you know uh, develop the mining uh, technology. So that's number one. But then what maybe is changing a little bit going forward is that we now also have to become world-class and master the new digital technologies. And there I know we we have a number of initiatives uh, already. Uh, But that's something I will for sure uh, focus even more on. Uh, And for me, uh, it's interesting because it's not really the technology that's going to be the difficult part, I think, we like most other companies, you know, we can develop the technologies, but the big challenges come, first of all, because it's a new way of working internally. Uh, you have to be more agile, you have to really understand the customer journey and, and make sure you have a good and great customer experience. But then it's also about the whole you know corporate ecosystem around it. It's not it's only about developing it, you have to be able to to sell it, uh, figure out the business models? Uh, Do we know how to incentivize the sales team to sell new type of solutions? Can our systems, ERP systems, seamlessly support this kind of business? Uh, And and the list goes on and on. Uh, And I think these are the questions that will really determine if we are gonna be successful in in a digital transformation. Uh, I think that's something I believe I can contribute with. uh, The understanding it is more about the product and uh, it's it's about the whole company mm-hmm. super interesting
0: and, and um, when it comes to technology and digitalization you often think about speed 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 uh, but what's your view there should we like accelerate like a rocket or how do, how do you want us to, to to take this task on
1: no i, I think there are two two perspectives w- one is um, the way you need to develop solutions today is is uh, with faster release cycles. Mm. So so you need to get new things out the door quicker and more regularly. Uh, we talk about MVPs, you know, uh, minimum viable products, and so on, and then iteratively you improve them as you go. So there it's about speed. But then if you take a step back, uh, changes will happen usually more slowly than we think in the short term, even though it happens more than we think in the long term. So we have to be fast and agile, but we have to have patience and understand that transforming a company or transforming an industry, that will take time. So there we need to have patience uh, and work with our partners and customers on that journey. And that will take a long time, but uh, we need to be in the forefront of that change.
0: Okay. So you mean that we have to to be ready for the change when it comes, but not necessarily uh, push in every direction to to
1: be first on everything? I think we we should push and be in the forefront, but it's easy to maybe see it as a failure when when these things doesn't take off immediately. Uh, My learning is that things, especially when it comes to, for example, industry, or in my previous job, you know, building or construction industry. It's conservative industries, and there's a lot of risk involved also with introducing new technology. Uh, So you have to respect that changes will take time. This is not like releasing a new iPhone every year and so on. It's it's not a consumer business in the same way. So uh, keep pushing for the change to happen, but have patience with the fact that it will probably take longer than we think. Mm. Good.
0: And as said early day Stefan, but uh, as, as an employee at Sandvik, should I expect any dramatic changes now when we have a new person at the helm?
1: No, honestly, you should not. I think most people at Sandvik will probably not notice that um, Bjorn has left and I have joined from that perspective. Um, the company is in general performing well and, and we have a good strategy. Uh, we have some short-term uh, challenges in, uh, related to uh, uh, that the market situation is difficult in many of our businesses, uh, and that we need to address. Uh, but um, that is for our um, business areas and divisions to handle. Uh, then I also need to learn the business, and I will spend uh, time uh, going forward here to visit the sites and meet the people. And when I've learned the business more, I will engage the organization in more, let's say, strategic discussions. What what can we do different going forward? Uh, But A, that will take time. And B, uh, I think that will be more of an evolution than a revolution. And when it comes to decentralization, we talked a bit about it before. Uh, I think I know that you are a a fan of decentralization. (laughs) Yeah, you could say that. I mean, again, uh, I come from a company that's been organized in a decentralized way actually since it was basically founded. So in As Abloy it's deeply ingrained into the culture and in the way we work uh, uh, much for much longer time than we have had it now here in, in, in Sandvik. So for me that's sort of the obvious way uh, to manage uh, a company like Sandvik um, and that will for sure continue uh, for as long as I'm here.
0: Yep. Uh, so, so being head of a division or business area, or what what uh, one likes to, to call it, and then go to the role as uh, head, heading a, a entire group as a CEO uh, of a listed company that's uh, which Sandvik is will will mean differences. How have you prepared for the new role?
1: Yeah. I think the best preparation has actually been my previous job because when you run a a business area in a company like Sandvik, that is like being a small CEO uh, with the exception of the external facing parts of the job. Mm. Uh, I mean, you are measured on revenue, EBIT, working capital and so on, just like I will be now in my my new role. Um, So I think that's the best preparation. Uh, then of course, Sandvik is a new company, and, and the external parts of the role are new. I have prepared as much as I can, uh, you know, given the time I've had. You, you read as much as you can, you talk to as many people as you can, both internally as well as you know externally. Uh, but then you reach a point in time when you realize that you know the only way to truly uh, get into this is to jump in the water and start to swim. And um, I, I'm really happy that I'm here now and can, can start to swim for yeah. real. Good. Um, so when you're not swimming,
0: uh, what, what would you like to do? Would you have any hobbies or special interests on the sparta?
1: Yeah, well, with, uh, with the family, and uh, you know, wife, kids, uh, and, and this type of job, obviously, during my spare time, I prioritize uh, staying and being with the family. Uh, I also try to prioritize doing some exercising and so on, uh, probably not enough, but as much as I can, Uh, if I have some time off, uh, I will also, I enjoy reading a book or listening to music and, uh, yeah, I used to be a a metal or hard rock fan when I was younger. Uh, today my, my music taste has maybe widened a bit, but I still enjoy listening to, to that kind of music. So widened a bit uh, living in Texas, I'm thinking country music or? uh... Um, I'm not so much into country music, although um, I probably, it's an acquired taste, I I guess. So maybe I have uh, gotten a little bit more used to it uh, living in Texas. Yeah.
0: Good. And uh, last question, any hidden talent that we, uh, your new colleagues at Sandvik hasn't uh, discovered yet that
1: you would like to to, uh, disclose? Um, well I I don't know if it's a talent or not maybe it's more of an interest or a hobby so to say but uh, when I was younger one of my passions was playing computer games or video games Uh, and I I would still love to do that also now but I don't have the time Um, I make sure the kids have the latest hardware and I sometimes I play a little bit with them but not as much as I would love to if, if I had the chance but you have to sneak in at
0: nights and, and borrow the, the gears.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not a problem. It's not that I cannot use it. It's, I don't have time to use it uh, or, or prioritize it uh, right now. But you never know. When I retire, I might be, become a gamer again. So. Yeah. Good. So, uh, thanks, Stefan, thanks
0: a lot for coming to the podcast and sharing a bit, uh, a bit about yourself and also your initial thoughts on Sandvik. It will be a pleasure to work with you.
1: Thank you.